this episode, we are talking with Glenda Armand, one of the authors for our Voices in History biography series. Glenda was born in New Orleans and grew up in Los Angeles. She has had a career as both a teacher and a librarian before she became an author. She's an author of picture books as well as chapter books in all genres from contemporary fiction, historical fiction, and now biographies. We get a chance to chat with her about James Lafayette. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of the Building Knowledge Podcast. Today, I have with me another author from our Voices in History series. This is Glenda Armand, and Glenda's entire career has revolved around her love for children, teaching, books, and writing. She taught for many years in public and private schools, like so many of our listeners. As well Mm -hmm. as an elementary school teacher, she taught pre-kindergarten through fifth grade. And in middle school, she was a teacher of English and history. She also served as a secondary school librarian. Throughout her career as a teacher and librarian, Glenda always loved writing. She became a published author in 2011 with her first book, Love, 12 Miles Long. She is an author of picture books as well as chapter books. She writes contemporary fiction, historical fiction, and biographies, which is what she did for us. So, Glenda, welcome so much to the program. I really appreciate your willingness to be interviewed and be on so that our listeners can learn more about James Lafayette. So I would love it if you would tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and about your work. Well, thank you so much, Kristen, for inviting me. I'm very excited to to meet the listeners and to to learn more about them and to tell them a little bit about myself. Um, I was born in the South. I was born in New Orleans, and um, my family was part of the Great Migration, which I've written about. And um, so we moved to California when I was a baby. And so I grew up in Los a- in the Los Angeles area, and that's where I became a teacher and um, a li- in the library. And I taught in, in Catholic schools. I taught in public schools, and I've also, I was also a librarian in um, middle school and high school. I really uh, enjoyed teaching. I enjoyed the little ones, but I also enjoyed teaching just the single subjects to the middle school, like English and history. Um, my fond, my fondest memory of uh, teaching history was in 2008, I brought eight, um, 23 eighth graders to Washington, D.C. Um, during that historic election in 2008. Um, we had a five-day field trip there, and... Um, it was just a, a dream come true. We saved up for it for three years to get the money. Some of them had never been out of California, never been on a plane. Um, and it was just an historic time. And it was a wonderful experience. I still um, get messages from them. That was what, 2008. So I don't do the math. I never taught math. But I still hear from them about how wonderful that trip was. It was really nice. So I've always enjoyed teaching and um I feel like I'm extending that enjoyment with uh, writing books. And so, um, and in fact, I retired from teaching, but now as a retiree, I go and sub a few days a week. In fact, I just came back from subbing in a third grade class in a public school in Los Angeles. So you, like I said, you just wrote this biography 
for us on James mm-hmm. Lafayette. So can you right. share the listeners first who he was for anyone that doesn't know who he was? Mm-hmm. And then how did you go about writing this book? Okay. So James Lafayette was born in 1748 in the colony of Virginia. So that means um, in, in colonial Virginia. Uh, he was born a slave. Um he he led a life a little differently than most slaves. And that's part of why I tend to write a lot of story about enslaved people. And and I just want to say the reason we say enslaved people, sometimes I say slaves, some we just want to remember that they were people first. And that's and it's it's just for our own benefit. They, you know, it doesn't do anything for them. But so you'll hear me use that word, use enslaved person or slave interchangeably. So he was born enslaved, but he was also a bit privileged because he was a companion to the master's son. And so he grew up as a, as a playmate for um, his master's son. And he that means he got tutored. He got to wear better clothes. He didn't have to work as hard. Um, and he, uh, you know, got better meals. He was treated almost as a son, but of course he was never he he was never allowed to forget that his true station in life at that time was was a, was a slave. Um, but his experience was a little bit different. Um, he always wanted to be free, of course. And it, what's interesting about um, that desire for freedom: some of the enslaved people who got to taste freedom wanted it even more than those who never who didn't even know what it was like. So. And that's why a couple of George Washington slaves who were, if you had asked another slave that they were living privileged lives, but they escaped. I'm thinking of um, of Hercules the cook and and can't remember her name now. Another uh, one who was the uh, assistant to Martha Washington. They both escaped from where from rather privileged lives. Uh, I'm getting off track, uh, but it's just that when you ha- when you taste freedom, you want it. So uh, James always wanted to be free, and he found a way to be free by fighting um, for the Americans, for for the Patriots during the American Revolution. Um, So that's the whole story about how did he get to fight uh, for the American Revolution. And I think the readers will find, they will see that the breadth of experience that African-Americans had, even, even those who were enslaved, that they're um, slavery didn't define their whole being. They had they lived very many different lives, and it just so happens that um, the revolution. Uh, first, the English people, first the loyalists, offered freedom to the slaves who would fight for the for the England for the British cause, and I think a lot of us don't know that Ma- many many slaves uh, fought for England, and at the end of the war, they went, they were taken back. Well, not back, but they were taken to England along with the soldiers. So right now there are many descendants of of American slaves li- living in uh, in England or in in Britain in general. So it's um so uh it's a very interesting story about how instead of being a so actually he didn't fight he didn't become a soldier he became a spy, and not only a spy he became a double agent. So just intriguing, um, an intriguing story. And a double agent is the most dangerous job imaginable. Um, 
but he, and then I don't know, I don't want to give away the whole story, but, but in the end, he, he thought he was going to be free, but because he wasn't technically a soldier, there was, um, he was in for a cruel surprise um, at the end, but you know, all it ends well in the end. <laughs> yes. We want to make sure that uh, our listeners read the story themselves and then also share it with their students. So uh, it, it is definitely one that they, that I think that students uh, will be riveted by and want to know what mm-hmm. happens to James. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you hope that students take away from reading this book? One of the things I try to do is explain. Um, I give a lot of background in, in the introduction about the revolution itself. Um, I know from my experience, students are very vague about when the revolution had uh, occurred, who was fighting who, what was it about. So I give some background about that. And then um, then I talk about the condition of, of Black people in general during that time. So I want them to learn that. I want them to, to, to get the setting and the, and, and the purpose as it was, of the revolution itself. And then to see the roles of the different characters, names that they've heard, like um, Benedict Arnold. Um, James Lafayette comes in touch with Benedict Arnold. He comes in, in touch uh, with George Washington. And then, of course, um, Lafayette, uh, the famous French Frenchman who uh, fought for the, the Americans. So he it was an intriguing time and he led an intriguing life. And I want and then I, too, want them to see um, a real life experience of a real life enslaved person, what kind of life they lived. And even though James's life was a little bit different, I do go into what it would be like if he hadn't been a companion if he had not been chosen to be a companion for uh his master's son so they'll they'll hear about um people who were forced to eat um tobacco worms you know so so that it, they'll see why um why it was such a terrible thing why slavery was such a terrible thing So I'd love to know if you're writing anything else right now. And do you have anything new coming out soon? Wow. Right now, I'm working on a book uh, with a co-author who lives in Indiana. Well, we we uh, This is our third collaboration. Um, thank God for Zoom. <laughs> and um, it's about the first woman dentist. <laughs> And that that uh, we're still working on that. So if it does sell, it'll be a couple of years before that. Um, I'm editing a book about the first black woman doctor um, that I'm in an editing process. So that will be out in 2025. Um, my latest book is a book. Uh, it, I just got a copy of it. I, you can't see it, but it's called it's called The Night Before Freedom. And it's my first rhyming book. I, I've always loved to write in rhyme. Um, but this is the first rhyme. If you don't count this book, which I, I I like to tell people my alter ego is Dr. Seuss, because I've written a couple of uh, Dr. Seuss books, and this one is Cooking with the Birthday Bird. So I guess that's my first rhyming book. But my first uh, picture book is called The Night Before Freedom, A Juneteenth Story. 
And it tells the story of Juneteenth, of Juneteenth, but in the meter of the night before Christmas. So, so that's and that is actually due out May second. But I I just got my copy, and then um, uh, previous to that, last month in January rather, Ice Cream Man came out, and that tells the story of Augustus Jackson, the role he played in um, making ice cream. He didn't invent ice cream, but he invented the the method of using rock salt to to make the ice cream in the ice cream freezer. So he has an, a very interesting story too. I like writing about uh, people like he was born during the time of slavery, but he was born free, and a lot of children don't know that that they think all blacks were slaves during the time of slavery, but the, but no, there were a lot of free free blacks at the time too. So. Um, I collaborated with my son on a book about baseball. We'll see how, on the manuscript, we'll see how that goes. I've been very busy. And I usually have two or three projects going on at the same time. It it does sound like you're really busy. And so I, just for myself, I have a question about uh, your Night Before Freedom, the Juneteenth mm-hmm. Is that going to be available on Amazon? Like, can I get off? Absolutely. Reorder it? Because <laughs> it looks it's, really good. Yes. It looks very available. for All of my books are on Amazon. And, awesome. And, and that, yeah, Night Before Freedom is thing. Yeah, I would appreciate that. I just read it to the third graders today. I said, you guys are the first ones I'm actually reading the book to. They said, yes, we signed it. Um, so we have to sign it. Yeah, it's a... Um, yeah, um, we have good um, high hopes for it. Yeah, and then we've already gotten so uh, many inquiries about the pre-sale that we that we started. Um, wow, people can read it online for free, and we've had parents already say how much they've enjoyed it, especially the homeschoolers reading it to right. to their children. Um, and doing the discussion questions. So I know that this library is just going to grow and we have some amazing authors just like you who are willing to give, you know, their expertise to this project. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for your book and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I enjoyed it.